Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by Book of Zen, makers of inspirational fashion and gift ideas. Visit them online at bookofzen.com. Today's podcast has been edited and adapted from New Thought Healing Made Plain by Kate Atkinson Boma, published in 1918. Several years ago, I was greatly impressed by an article written by Professor William James of Harvard University, in which he made some astonishing statements regarding the possible renewal of energy. In the article, he used the term second wind to describe a well-known phenomenon or a psychic law. You may know that it often happens in athletic sports that a contestant will be prostrated by fatigue, even to the point of acute distress. The breath will come in short, painful gasps, and the physical state be one of utter exhaustion. But let a sudden excitement occur, such as the cheering for another contestant, and a strange thing sometimes happens. The exhausted person will get their second wind, and this second wind will be better than the first, for it is a great spurt of energy, and usually means victory. After repeated observation of this phenomenon, Professor James came to the conclusion that not only is a second wind possible, but a third, a fourth, or even more. Now to me this is very inspiring, for it confirms what I have long believed, that each one of us is the possessor of unlimited power. Beyond the fatigue limit, where one seems completely spent, there are higher levels of energy waiting to be tapped. And what is needed to tap them is the sharply pressing edge of a persistent purpose, the mental act of pushing on. But let me enter a word of caution. I would not advise you to push beyond the fatigue point physically until you are prepared for it mentally. For if you do, there is a danger of utter collapse or even death you must first become fully convinced that you can tap higher levels of energy. There must first be the mental act of pushing on, and it must be made a habit before you can safely try to physically push beyond the fatigue point. You must establish within yourself a steady, unconquerable purpose to push on. Professor James has described the various excitements that produce the second wind, and ultimately they are either thoughts or emotions. He explains that there need be no external excitement, that the determination to push on is often quite enough. He says, quote, On normal occasions we make a practice of stopping an occupation as soon as we meet the first effective layer of fatigue. We have then walked, played, or worked enough, so we stop. This amount of fatigue is an effective obstruction upon which our usual life is cast. But if an unusual necessity forces us to press onward, a surprising thing occurs. The fatigue gets worse up to a certain critical point, when gradually or suddenly it passes away, and we are fresher than before. We have evidently tapped a level of new energy 
masked until then by the fatigue obstacle usually obeyed. There may be layer after layer of this experience. A third or fourth wind may be found. Mental activity shows this phenomenon as well as the physical. And in exceptional cases, we may find beyond the very extremity of fatigue, amounts of ease and power that we never dreamed ourselves to own, sources of strength habitually not taxed at all, because habitually we never push through the obstruction, never pass those early critical points. End quote. The fact is, we use up one layer of energy and think that is all we have at our command. We believe ourselves exhausted because we do not know of the other layers to be tapped by us at will. Whatever goal we have in view, whether it be good health or some other ultimate of human endeavor, we are too apt to let the fatigue obstacle knock us out. Though level upon level of higher energy may be waiting to be tapped when we push mentally beyond the fatigue point. Note that I say mentally. You cannot do it physically until you are prepared mentally. To be prepared mentally is to be absolutely sure of your oneness with the universal source of power, so that you can then tap or release within yourself more energy when one store of it is exhausted. You may be so exhausted physically that to move a muscle seems impossible, or you may be exhausted mentally and feeling pangs of despair. But the persistent will to push on will tap the higher level of energy, yielding the glorious second win and turning life into a song of triumph. If your trouble be a matter of adversity, of disappointment, of what we call hard luck, you need to tap into this higher level of energy to succeed. Tell yourself that you have merely reached your fatigue obstacle, and the more distress you feel, the nearer you are to your second wind. Now is the time of all times for you to achieve success by tapping into this added energy. Now is your great opportunity. Do not give up on the eve of victory. Push on. The human being has always had many hitherto undiscovered powers. The horizon of the impossible continually receding as we advance upon it. Let your limit line of belief, separating the possible from the impossible, be to you like the horizon line, which is really no line at all. It is merely where your sight stops and depends upon the point where you stand. Advance and your horizon moves with you, showing a beyond not before visible. Someone else may tell you that your ideals are impossible to realize. This I also deny, for I know beyond all doubt that nothing is impossible that your mind can fashion or your heart long for. The impossible is only that which you fail to reach by stopping at the fatigue point because your mind is weary of waiting and hoping and stops short of the second wind. Simply to know that higher levels of energy exist and can be tapped will stimulate you to go on and tap them. That has been my experience, 
and from what I know of universal human characteristics, I judge it will be your experience also. Physical pain is sometimes the means whereby we are pushed on to tap higher energy levels. Evolution, though always kind, is often apparently cruel, driving us out of certain conditions with the lash, as horses are driven from a burning stable, administering the lesser pain that the greater pain may be escaped. There is an old story of how a physician once cured a bedridden patient whose illness was, he was certain, psychosomatic. After exhausting all traditional measures at his command, the doctor finally set fire to the bed. The patient did not stir until a leaping tongue of flame scorched their hand. Then, with a shriek of terror, they sprang from their bed and fled from the room. The cure was not only for the moment, but was permanent. We all, more or less, fall into lethargic states where ideals fail to rouse us to action, and it is then that the pain, with a stinging lash, drives us from our lethargy, the lethargy that leads to death. We flee our burning beds in the anguish of fear, but in that fleeing we find renewal of life, of energy, of hope, and of joy. Naturally, we cannot use the whole of our higher energy resources at once, for that would be out of proportion to our needs. We do not want an avalanche of power, but just enough for our purpose at the moment. We are like pipes or channels that convey energy from its divine center to its human circumference. Pipes limit or narrow energy to their own capacity but in so narrowing, they focus it to a definite use. Electricity floating freely in space cannot light our houses, run our engines, or turn the wheels of the world's activity. To do this, it must be narrowed, focused, or confined to the limits of a tiny wire. In our inner, spiritual selves, we are this very energy itself, and like the electricity floating freely in space, while our outer, functioning selves may be compared to pipes or wires or conductors of energy. At first we tap energy at a low level, then at a higher and higher level as we rise to higher planes of thinking and living. It is therefore true that at present, we cannot form an adequate conception of the great and wonderful achievement we shall make as we ascend the scale of being. It is an endless progression to better states. A second wind may come to you in various ways, but never without the push or endeavor of your own mind, backed by spirit. And that push is never so effective as when you press against an obstruction, against ill health, adversity, or unhappy environment. Right there you meet your fatigue obstacle, which is really the source of the second wind. For it is only by means of overcoming great obstacles that you get the second wind. As I have just said, a second wind may come to you in various ways. It may, for instance, come in a sudden, inexplicable betterment in your affairs or in your health, 
or in your peace of mind or in your level of accomplishment. Your world may have been upside down and in chaos when suddenly everything will be righted and just as you have desired it to be. In reality, you are a giant in chains, a giant bound by chains of mistaken belief. You are self-hypnotized into ideas of limitation. You are self-hypnotized into a belief in your separateness from the divine source of all things. Your state may be compared to a dream in which you try to move and cannot, a waking dream similar to those you have in sleep. The giant Gulliver, when bound by the fragile cords of the Lilliputians, could easily have broken his bonds, but imagining himself held by them, he made no effort to free himself. That is exactly your state. It will be helpful for you to picture yourself as a giant in chains, for that is what you are in reality, and your apparently heavy chains are but cobwebs compared with your strength to break them when the giant within you comes into a knowledge of itself and its divine power. Your tired muscles are tired because of your false belief concerning yourself. A belief that just so much energy and no more is given you. Whereas in truth, there is a continual flow of energy through your muscles were you but to realize the truth about yourself. You cannot realize this truth at once. And until you do, sleep and rest are essentials in your life as they are periods for gathering and storing new energy. The reason you find sleep reinvigorating is because then the conscious mind releases its grip on the subconscious and allows it to follow its natural bent, which is to open itself to the divine energy and let it flow in without clog or hindrance. Sometimes a release of power comes suddenly, other times slowly. But either way, you can be assured that evolution is working with you to unchain the giant within. The chains are weakening in places and will finally give way. Is it harder to believe that you have a giant within you than to believe that in a tiny acorn lies hidden the mighty oak, the giant of the forest? Given the right conditions and the oak breaks through its bonds, the giant breaks its chains. All manifestations of unusual strength or of hitherto unknown powers, such as spontaneous remission of disease, great genius in literature, art, or invention, come from the giant within, who has for a moment slipped its chains and is extending its forearm into the world as a prophecy of even greater things to come. Trials and difficulties in your path are not lions seeking to devour you, but kindly angels coming to wrestle with you in order to leave you a blessing. They bear a friendly challenge to the giant within to come forth and try its strength. The second wind is the breath of the giant within, the breath of the spirit within you.
The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. For free transcripts of our podcast, please go to livinghour.org. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider becoming a patron. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, which will ensure that we can continue our podcast for years to come. To become a patron, please visit patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Simply do a quick search for the Inspirational Living Podcast at patreon.com to find our Patreon page and learn more, including the free gifts we offer to every patron. Subscribe to our free podcast today at the iTunes Store, or at Google Play, or at Stitcher.com. Thank you for listening. We look forward to being with you next time.